Well, welcome to The Journey. Um, my name is Kevin Polkey. I'm the host of The Journey. As, um, as you spend this uh, few minutes with me um, right now reflecting on uh, Reflecting on my journey as as part of my uh, throughout my life and the, and the the life that I'm as I'm navigating through, um, I try to take some time just to reflect on um, something that may have impacted me. Uh, as as many of you may know, the journey was started two and a half years ago, and started by the idea of looking for. Um, hearing stories about transformation, hearing stories about <coughs> Well, welcome to The Journey. This is Kevin Polke. I'm the host of The Journey for the last two and a half years. We have uh, focused primarily on stories of transformation, how our guests who come on and share their stories about how they may have um, learn from obstacles that were in their path, um, how they may have failed forward when uh, setbacks, uh, as they experience setbacks in their life. Another aspect of the journey has been reflections on my own personal life and things that I've either been exposed to or come across or just maybe something that I'm reflecting on that day. And today is one of those, um, one of those reflections as well. You know how it is that you uh, either uh, watch a movie and it has such an impact on you um, that you're still thinking about it hours or maybe even days or even a week later. Or you may uh, have listened to either a podcast or listened to a message where um, what was said or an aspect that was said that allowed you uh, to continue to reflect on some piece of it. There's some aspect of a story or some aspect of a talk that um, that resonated with you, stretched you, um, or possibly gave you insight into looking at something from a different perspective, or maybe there was a way of uh, an affirmation or a validation that you're going in the right direction. Or sometimes it's a reminder um, that maybe that sense of restlessness um, is coming because you've gotten a little bit of off the, the path that you know to be your 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 true path, the the your true north. Well, yesterday was one of those days. Um, because of the pandemic, um, it had been over a year that I had physically, uh, with my family, physically attended uh, a church service. Now, throughout the throughout the past twelve months, um, I have listened to multiple. Uh, messages through podcast or through, uh, you know, some type of digital format. But this was the first time that I was physically in the building. Um, and for me, I have uh, throughout my life had attended church on a regular basis. Um, like many, I attended church originally because, well, I was with my parents and staying home when you're that young as a small child was not really an option. And for me, there was always something about it, even before I could really understand um, what was being said, there was some aspect of it that reminded me, not then, but later, that had to do with the sacred. Maybe it was because of the solemnness of, of the environment, maybe because of there was a, a, an order that was tied into it. Um, or maybe there was something more that I just couldn't necessarily describe um, 
at that time period. Today, um, I believe it has recognized, and I've been this way, not just in a church or a temple or a synagogue or a mosque, um, but in other aspects um, when I know that I'm in sacred space. Now, some of that sacred space, as we know, also is tied to where are we at? Where are we at mentally or emotionally or spiritually? That it has less to do with the physical location. It has more to do with am I, am I open? Am I willing um, to, uh, to hear, to, be, to experience, um, to be taught, uh, to be shown something? Um, so yesterday was that, was that. Um, we, we had gone, it happened to be Easter Sunday. Um, it was the first time that maybe many people in the church had, had physically been there because they had been doing, um, in the fall, they had been doing services outside and had limited, limited attendance, um, on inside the building. Um, so they had all the different things for social distancing and the mask and all those different aspects of it. And, um, and most of the things were very similar to, um, to what I remember from a year ago. Um, the room, uh, the sanctuary was pretty much the same. Obviously, there were some modifications that had been done, some, some advances that they had done with changing the format. But for the most part, it looked very much like the sanctuary of a year ago. And the songs were uh, similar and, and two songs that were newer and then uh, an older song and Amazing Grace was sung. And, um, and that also then resonated with me and reminded me of times when I had heard that song before. But the reason why I share all this is because of the message that the pastor had shared. Um, we have a newer pastor. I've known uh, Pastor Dan Hines for uh, for an extended period of time um, when he was a, a wrestling coach, uh, as well as um, working as a pastor of another church in the Rockford area. And we had become um, become friends uh, through that. We had reached out to each other for a couple different things, and uh, so I had known him prior to him coming to Bethesda uh, for church there. <clears throat> Yesterday's message was one of those messages that stuck with me. And I knew that it was going to, even as I was hearing it. And then as the day went on, um, I was reflecting on it. And even this morning when I woke up, uh, it, it, it's, it's continued to speak to me, continued to uh, uh, kind of push at me a little bit, kind of... Uh, make me want to continue to look into it. So let me go ahead and read what uh, essentially the text in which he, um, he was referencing in his talk. And he was referencing uh, the, the book of Luke, chapter 15. Uh, Luke is um, one of the four gospels. And Luke was, uh, as it was reported, was uh, an individual who was known to be a physician, and he did, had not ever met um, Jesus. He had gone around and collected reports and different stories of, uh, about Jesus' teaching and about the events that happened in Jesus' life, um, and then compiled this particular um, uh, book of the New Testament of the Bible. And then he is also um, 
uh, recorded as, as writing the book of Acts as well, which talks about the early church, um, early Christian church, and, and what did those early followers do after uh, Jesus' death. Um, and then as Christians believe, not only Jesus' death, but then Jesus' resurrection, and then uh, as Christians believe, his ascension back up into the heaven. So, but there was this time period when the church, where this gathering was at its uh, infancy without their leader physically um, being with them. And in the book of uh, Acts, Luke then records uh, that, um, that journey of, that they had been on. But in this particular verse that Pastor Dan had shared about yesterday, this was one of Jesus' teachings. And one of the main things that I've understood was that Jesus was, um, though he was raised, born and raised a Jew and, and was Jewish and had been uh, had gone through and, and was exposed to the teachings. From what I understand, he was exposed to um, the teachings. He was causing a controversy with the order um, of, of how the Jewish leaders at that time were operating. And so this was an example of, of what that was about. So in Luke 15, um, it starts off in, in verse 1. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them? See, at that time, from what I understand, and, and Pastor Dan had mentioned this yesterday, is that, that there was a tendency back then to very much have us versus them. And in the idea that if you were not doing things a certain way, if you weren't um, part of us, then you were definitely one of them. And the group of them, in this particular case, are the tax, collector, tax collectors and the sinners. It noted is that sinners seem to be a pretty broad category. So I don't know exactly who would have been there. Um, we can we could assume it could have been criminals. We could assume that it was people who were alcoholic. We could assume that it was maybe possible prostitutes, but we don't know. It's a pretty general statement. We do know that tax collectors were stood out, but this part of just sinners, meaning it must be people who are not following the law, um, or at least doing it the way that these teachers and Pharisees thought they should be doing it. So Jesus tells this parable, and he's specifically talking, uh, well, he's talking to the tax collectors and the sinners, but he also happens to be talking to the Pharisees and the teachers who were in close enough proximity to be hearing this. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it. And then when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. And then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. So how can I relate to this? 
my first thought pops in my head is that um, my very first dog that I had after graduating from college was a mix between a German Shepherd and a Chow. And her name was Camela. And I remember one time I was on my way to a conference. It was early in the morning. The house we lived at had a back field, but it was, uh, there was a busy row at about a little over a, a block and a one and a half city blocks away from our house. And as I was getting ready to leave, um, I noticed that Camela was not in the backyard. And I knew she wasn't in the house. So that meant that she was out. That meant for me, she potentially could be lost. And with the fear that she could get next to a road that was pretty busy at this time of the day. Now, I don't know if she was actually lost. I just didn't know where she was at. But nonetheless, I definitely had uh, an immense amount of concern and fear. So I frantically started going through the backfields and going through uh, looking for her. But this was the time of year where the fields had yet to be mowed and the grass was taller than, than her. So as I was calling her name, um, I became more and more frantic as I lost, or as I was looking for her. Concerned that she may have now left the field and gone out into the street and, and not knowing where she was at, she could have gotten either hit or wandered farther and farther away from the house. I remember at some point after frantically looking for her, seeing her off in a distance, and then her seeing me. And we were, I was able to, you know, get her and then bring her back to safety. There was a tremendous amount of relief that she was found and she was safe. And I remember um, being very grateful that uh, that I had that I'd found her and uh, and nothing had happened. I wonder if that was what Jesus was referring to. That somehow Camilla had gotten up. Somehow she had gotten away from where she was supposed to be, or at least where I wanted her to be. And in her own curiosity or being inquisitive, she got farther and farther away from my safety, which I assume was her safety. I wonder if that's what he's referring to when people get lost or lose their way. I wonder if that was what he was inviting us into, is that we should rejoice when someone is found or rejoice when someone is able to come back home. That when they are lost, that I have to remind myself that it, this is no place to judge, no place for me to distract myself off of pursuing them by being angry with them. It's also interesting to me that in this particular passage that I find myself actually thinking that the Pharisees and the teachers are the ones that are lost. Do I have as much compassion for them? Or do I judge them for being judgmental? Hmm. I know that my tendency 
without listening to teachings like I did yesterday and then reflecting on them is that my tendency is probably to be less judgmental of the lost and be more judgmental of the righteous or the religious. But I guess it doesn't matter because I'm still being judgmental, which is then a distraction and definitely doesn't give me the feeling that I want or put me in the state of that flow. So what I would encourage you to do that when you hear something or when you watch a movie or hear a story or listen to a podcast or whatever it is, that if it resonates with you and sticks with you, I would encourage you to meditate on that and take a little bit deeper dive and see what is it that is trying to come up for you? What is it trying to teach you? That it can continue beyond that story to reveal things. I think this is, um, for me, this is partly how the spirit works within all of us, is this idea of utilizing things. And if we are open to it, that we have this opportunity to, to grow and, and see that the teacher can be in many different places in many different forms. I'm grateful that I was there. I'm grateful that I was, my ears were open and my heart, my mind were open. And I'm grateful that I continue to come back and look at that story. Again, as always, uh, thank you for listening. If you, uh, if there was anything in this particular uh, st uh, show today that you think might be beneficial to someone else, please um, feel free to reach out and share that with someone um, else, as well as, and, I'm, and I don't know much about this, but I'm trying to learn, is that if for some reason that any of these uh, uh, episodes have been uh, uh, beneficial to you or, or to someone else, and it's something that you've uh, have appreciated. Please uh, uh, feel free to um, rate it, um, because I guess that is a way that it will then be able to be shared with more individuals. You guys have a great week, and I look forward to being with you next week. Thank you.